Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, welcome to Let's Talk About It here on Fightful Overbooked. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That is Jared Bailey. And Jared, we got stuff to talk about after last night's AEW All Out, and specifically the post-show media scrum where CM Punk had some things to, de- to say. Before we get into that, Jared, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's nice to, to see you. I'm drinking a little glass of milk that I am almost finished with. Um, but yeah, there's drinking? yeah, it's milk. Yeah, you don't do you drink milk? I know there's a lot of people who oh, all milk. the time, all the time. No, no, no. I have a glass of milk. Like milk and Oreos is like that's my bedtime snack essentially. So yeah, okay. I, I I drink a cup of milk like every single night. You know what's really good actually? Uh, if you put like a hint of like coffee creamer in it, it just makes it so much sweeter. Okay. All right. Well, I drink enough coffee. I've had about 15 cups of coffee since Friday. So, um, I yeah, literally I just mean, finished you, coffee. You and the uh, the rest of the wrestling media world are probably just on overdrive right now. So, kudos to all of you for that, by the way. Um, I'm very tired. I'm tired. I've slept like 6 hours since Friday. I try I legit tried to take a nap. People are like, "Why are these guys talking about sleeping?" Uh, I tried to take a nap and then the key the cat uh, the cat was annoying me, and my mom mm. called, and the cat annoyed me some more, so I could not take a nap at all. It's been it's been a time. Now i got to cover Raw tonight, and then maybe tomorrow I will I will take a little bit of a break. We'll see. We'll see. You know, the, the life of a right. wrestling journalist just doesn't uh, doesn't stop. A journalist. <laughs> well, hey, stop, it was know? it was as good a weekend to do it as any. <laughs> Uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Kate. Uh, sorry to hear about Buster. I know she's going through a tough time, but sending all the love to Kate. She's she's fantastic. All right, Jerry. Okay. So last night, CM Punk, he wins the AEW world title. No one gives a shit about that. MJF comes back. <laughs> no one gives a shit about that. The press conference starts. In these press conferences, I've gotten, I haven't gotten into it with Tony Khan, but we've had some friendly banter back and forth about the length of these press conferences and the material of these press conferences and everything. And you turn on the press conference and it starts a hair late. And right when the official AEW stream starts, where the audio's fucked up, which makes it even better, right when it starts, CM Punk is just going in on Colt Cabana, Scott Colton. Uh, he's just going in on him. And if you watch Denise Salcedo's feed, you see that it was pretty unprompted. Nick Halsman of Wrestling Inc. tries to ask a question, and he's just like, who fancies themselves as a journalist? And Nick raises his hand, and he's like, oh, you fancy yourself as a journalist. Like, let me ask you a question. Like, did you do improv? And Nick's like, yeah. He's like, who'd you do improv with? Well, I used to do it with Scott Colton. He's like, oh, let me tell you about Scott Colton. And just proceeds to bury him. Uh, it, it all stems from reports of the CM Punk kind of holding back Colt Cabana, getting him sent to ROH, maybe not having his contract renewed, which Tony Khan said earlier in the week, like that wasn't true. CM Punk had nothing to do with Cabana going to ROH or his contract not being renewed by AEW. 
But CM Punk just brought up the entire history of the lawsuit and how he was paying for all his bills. He brought Cole Cabana's mom into this whole thing. Uh, just talked about, you know, he wanted to go to the top with him, but he didn't want to see me at the top. I used to vouch for the guy. Now I can't vouch for him. And then he goes into goes in on the Young Bucks, the EVPs. He says, I get it. You got your friends' backs and everything, but you don't need to leak shit to the media. Talking shit, trying to bury me. He goes in on Hangman Page for the comments that Page made leading up to Double or Nothing about like workers' rights. And of course, we saw on television Punk do the call out of Hangman that went to nothing because it was an unplanned moment and just calls Hangman a, a dumb fuck. Believe where the t- terms he used. Uh, he went in on a lot of people here. We're going to get into a lot of it, but. When you first heard all of this, like what were your just initial thoughts on CM Punk just letting out a lot of aggression after what should have been you know, one of the biggest moments of his career? He just won the AEW world title again for the second time in front of his hometown crowd and the big angle with MJF to close the show. Yeah, um, obviously a lot to unpack um, in terms of the people that, you know, he aimed his his frustrations at. Um First of all, like everybody, it seems like people are picking sides on Twitter when you know, this when this gets brought up. Um, it's okay to like CM Punk. It's okay to like Colt Cabana. It's okay to like the Young Bucks and the Elite and everything, and understand that everybody, you know, is probably at least a little bit at fault in all of this. Um, did Punk have to go in on Colt Cabana? No. Obviously not. Um, did uh, if reports are true or whatever that you know, s- you know there might be heat between him and the Bucks and Page or whatnot? There was a, apparently uh, a confrontation between the two parties involved afterwards. Like, there's so much surrounding this, and I'm like, I'm a punk guy, but I completely understand why some people aren't. And this is a perfect example of why. Oh yeah, that's why people hate CM Punk because he can be kind of a prick sometimes. Um, so I get it. It is a, uh, it shouldn't after that night or after last night, it is a pain in the ass that all we're talking about is the fact that the new champion of AEW is just talking a mad amount of shit on the young bucks, Hangman page, Coca Bana. Um, now, like I said, uh, CM Punk, like he's obviously very, how do I want to word this? There's a reason people love him. They're, like he was gone for a long time, and when he came back, it was you know huge. And so being away, that absence made the heart of fans grow fonder and fonder and fonder. And I think that they kind of forgot, you know, the things that happened in WWE. You know, like if you remember, like the Ryback stuff that happened in WWE. Um, there's there's a ton of reports that he's just kind of a pain in the dick sometimes, and um, you know that, that's kind of rearing its ugly head here. Um, I'm not going to pretend I know, you know, everything that, you know, what happened behind the scenes, whether he's telling the truth or whether, um, you know, the reports of him holding back Colcabana are true and he's lying. I'm not going to pretend to know about that. But would it surprise me if he was, you know, the one who who maybe said, yeah, I don't want to see Colcabana around here too much? No, because of everything that happened, like that would be awkward for anybody. Um, it's clear. But it's again, very I don't. Know, clear- it's very clear there is still some 
bitterness there between oh, those two oh, absolutely. Punk's comments. Very clear there's some bitterness at, on there. And if you look at the, the the timelines of things too, like when CM Punk got signed to AEW, that's when we started seeing much less of Coca Cabana. So, I mean, yeah. those two, that, that, that lines up. It, and it would make sense if that were the case. Um, but attacking the Young Bucks for it, like, I, what did what exactly did he say? Like that uh, they were the ones that leaked something about him holding back Cocabana. So he's like, you know, talking, saying that they were the ones that did that. Is that basically what he's pissed about? Yes, that that seems to be the crux of CM Punk's argument. Is they've leaked all of this and started all of this. He he said like they're trying to middle him, like he's the top baby face, and they're trying to middle him to their niche audience. A, in not making the top baby face because they are burying him to the dirt sheets. The dirt sheets are going to read this. They're going to boo CM Punk. So a portion of the audience is going to boo him. And he's not happy about that. He's basically just not happy about the leaks and these reports that he believes is coming from them. Whether or not they are coming from the Young Bucks, I don't know. I, I have I have no idea. I haven't talked to the Young Bucks, so I don't know. And I think another thing that he said during the... Uh during the press conferences that they're uh, referencing what you just said that, you know, he's a guy who's put the company on his back, drawing in million dollar buys and whatnot. And, you know, Colt Cabana obviously isn't doing that. And like, yeah, he's right. But again, he didn't have to be a dick about it like that. Like, again, that is where we have the, the people who are very like vocally against CM Punk look at that and say, see, he's just being a giant douche for no particular reason. Um, there's, I get that some people are saying, oh, it's just a work. And like, I get that okay. being Let, like let's the first instinct. Yeah, that, yeah. But it just doesn't Let, make sense. Right. Why that would so, be. so let's address this. It's a work thing because everybody just wants to claim everything is a work. And they I think they want to claim it so they don't get worked. And they could be like, haha, see, I told you, you're not going to work me, gingerbread man. Like, I think that's why uh, they, they say it. I don't know if that's not your reason, <laughs> whatever. If this is a work, why? Like, who are you working here? If you're if you're working the audience, you're working yeah. the same niche audience that you're complaining about and middling yourself in that case. Because yeah. the audience who the Young Bucks are getting to boo CM Punk by allegedly leaking all of this stuff, that's the same audience who's going to keep booing him for making these comments because I don't think Punk comes off very well in these comments by drudging Absolutely all of this not. stuff up. You know, that audience likes Hangman Page. That audience likes the Young Bucks. If you're going to go out on national television and call out Hangman Page and say it's coward shit, you're going to get booed for that. So if you're working the audience, I don't know what the, the payoff is there. I mean, obviously the payoff is some type of match, but you're just, you're middling yourself in that case. So I don't, I don't understand. And then it seems like you're working the boys, as well that never ends well we saw that in wcw if you just try to work everyone around you then people start there that becomes a lot of mistrust after that yeah. between the wrestlers like you don't want to you don't want to lose the locker room and just have a bunch of mistrust between everybody and i think that's starting to become a little bit of the case now anyway look is it possible they turn this into a work yes Absolutely. I mean, we saw the MJF stuff. I think there was a lot of truth to the MJF stuff leading up to Double or Nothing. I think it got smoothed over. They turned it into a work. They turned it into a storyline. It happened. Sean and Brett famously did not get along. None of the, the stuff that happened backstage with them was a work. They didn't like each other. 
right? They, they got into fights. They were pulling hair. That that was all real. And did they end up working together on television? Yes, you can turn it into a work, sure. But right now, I don't believe it's a work. And if it is, it's a stupid work. Like it, It's a very dumb work because I just don't understand the point of it unless they're going to start feuding on television. But clearly, that's not the television direction right now. Yeah, I mean, clearly what they're what they're going for, at least that's what the pay-per-view left off, is that they're gearing towards MJ Punk 3, which I'm, that's what they should do. Um, the first two ruled, Punk's the champion, MJF should be the one that takes the title off of him. Um, if this is a work, yeah, I mean, you touched on it. it. Why? Like, what is that? What is this accomplishing? There's, unless they're you know really planning on doing some sort of thing where it's, you know, Kenny and Punk maybe at some point, and the you know he, Kenny has the butts. Like it, even then, though, like right now, it doesn't make sense. So I don't think it's a work either. Um, but trying to find even trying to find reasons of as to why it would be a work makes no sense. Uh, at least not for right now. Um, he brought up the Hangman Page stuff. Like, yeah, all the stuff that he said about Hangman, um, saying that you know, um, I can't remember the exact line, but. Um, calling him a guy who hasn't done shit in this business. I believe that's who he was referring to. And he said that, yeah, uh, that's just not true. Um, <laughs> just flat that, out that, wrong. That's not a, like to me, that's not a great look. Like I, I know, I know the hangman comment of like, I don't take advice. I'm stubborn trial and error type of thing. I understand why that might rub punk the wrong way. It's like, look, you got a sure. lot of good guys here. Take advice. And maybe hangman talks to, to other people who knows, but saying like you've done nothing in this business everything like he was involved in arguably the best AEW storyline ever he held the world title you know he was part of and look punk can take all the credit in the world he wants to for the million dollar gate but like hangman was part of that match hangman was a big part of just the the initial rise of AEW along with the young bucks and it's like why are you going to say he hasn't accomplished anything when he's holding the same title that you're or he's held the same title that, that you're holding you are right currently now. holding <laughs> yeah like it doesn't make AEW look that great when he's like yeah you haven't done shit and it's like well i don't know man he was the champion in the number two company in the world he hasn't done shit because he hasn't been in wwe he hasn't been in wrestlemania it's it was a kind of just a needless comment to to bury but he was trying to bury everybody but I, I don't think that made it like he didn't make he didn't make himself look good with a lot of stuff. So all of this just sort of dates back. And, and th- I want to get into this of like Hangman Page made these comments in the lead up to Double or Nothing. Just said, like, you want to talk about workers rights? You don't stand up for workers. I thought the lead up to Double or Nothing was very messy and all over the place anyway. I definitely think that could have been better. Um, I thought that was a pretty throwaway line just because. A lot of people had kind of said that with, with Punk. You could have taken that as like, hey, you walked out on WWE. Hey, you didn't stand up when this person said this. Like, I understand it was about Colt Cabana and stuff, but no one really talked about that line after it happened. And then Punk won. Everyone moved on, and that was that. And then Punk came back now, and he said it to his face, by the way. Like, there was no, hey, he said this when Punk was off of television. Like, they were face-to-face when Hangman said this line. And then Punk comes back months later, drags it up when everyone else had moved on and made Hangman look, mm-hmm. he did make him look like a coward on national television. Like that isn't in, you know, he he reprimanded himself of, oh, I can't believe I stooped to his level by doing that. It's like, did you not only like, you went below his level by what you did 
yeah. on television. And then yeah. you made it worse by saying everything you said um, at, at this press conference. And when he said that Hangman stuff was like, oh, well, maybe the bill, maybe the match is going to be Hangman and CM Punk. I don't think they're working together anytime soon because it doesn't. No. Yeah, I don't think this is a work. But what, what do you make of CM Punk just basically dragging all of this back up when it seemed like in May when this line happened, it happened, they did the match, we move on. I think it just goes to show that there are, you know, some truths to the, you know, the claims that, you know, CM Punk can be a pain in the ass to work with and that oh, look, at the end of the day, these are dudes in a sport that is full of egos. Hello, everybody's got one. Kenny's got one. The Bucks have one. Hangman has one. Punk has one. If you are a professional wrestler in any sort of prominent position, you have an ego, whether no matter how big or small, yeah. if you want to admit it or not, you got an ego. Punk's is probably a little bit bigger than the average wrestler. And he held onto that line for whatever reason. It pissed him off. It rubbed him the wrong way. It stuck with him. And he felt the need to do what he did after, you know, beating or, or going on TV, calling out Hangman. And he felt the need to do that for whatever reason. Um, I, I don't, I don't know why he held on to it. Because like you said, everybody else moved on. It was kind of a throwaway line. He said it to his face. He didn't do it, you know, backstage or anything like that. It did, it's not like one of those reports that came out that, oh, Hangman said this about CM Punk. They did it. We all saw it. We all knew that it had happened. So, like, I don't know why that specific line in particular rubbed him such the wrong way. I don't know, man. It, for him to hold on to something that seems so minuscule is kind of weird. But, yeah, the, there's no doubt punk has an ego. Um, and I don't, I don't think it's any sort of worry about him losing a spot. Like he's CM fucking punk. No one is going to be taking his, his spot anytime soon. Like he, he can basically have just about whatever he wants because of who he is and because of the draw that he has. So I don't know, man, I, I really, I really don't. The thing, I mean, Punk said, you know, we're past apologies. I gave him a chance. I don't know what that looked like. I yeah, don't like, after. what the hell? Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was about either. It's very, you know, it's very possible after they did their promo segment, they got to the back and Punk was like, hey, apologize. And, <laughs> uh, you know, whether how he went about that of like, hey, motherfucker, apologize. And Hangman's like, what are you talking about? And who knows how they went about that? But Punk said, we're past right. this apology stuff. Yeah, I, I who knows again, I don't know how they how he went about asking for this apology. Punk saying like he almost jeopardized the first million dollar gate kind of told on himself a little bit, it felt like, of how did Hangman almost jeopardize this unless you were thinking about not doing this match? Because yeah. I don't think Tony yeah. Khan was thinking of pulling this match. I don't think Hangman was thinking of pulling out of this match. So it, you're you're the one who seems offended by this line. So were you thinking? of pulling out of this match because otherwise, I don't and know there were reports that were saying that punk was threatening of no showing or just not doing the match. Yeah. It's it, not a great situation to, to do all that. And then punk bringing all of this up. Um, and then, then of course he goes at the EVPs. He goes out the young bucks. One of my kind of, uh, kind of talking points is we know that, 
Tony Khan wanted to start this with CM Punk. He wanted Punk to be part of like the first initial big wave of, of everything. Like when he had the idea for AEW, Punk was one of like his first contacts. And, uh, and, and then Punk, you know, said, yeah, seen a lot of companies come and go. Didn't want to do it. Punk ended up taking the, the gig at, uh, and this is a little bit down the line. AEW had been a little established, but he ended up taking the gig at uh, WWE backstage mm-hmm. at the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, they're from the start. They they apparently reached out. They flicked, They threw him a text. They, they made him an unserious offer through text that CM Punk has said. And maybe that also came from Cody. But I could see, this is just speculation on my part. I could see the Young Bucks being like, hey, we built this. We brought it to this level. Like, sure, you came in. You helped draw this gate. Like, you've done good business for us and everything. But, like, don't come in here and act like you've been here from the start. When you turn this down, you waited to see what this became. We survived a pandemic without you. And then you came in here. And now you're going to take a bunch of glory and stuff. It's like, no, without us, without busting our ass for this, you're not here. You didn't want to be part of this from the start. I could see some resentment from them on their part and towards possibly Tony as well, because CM Punk is like, he, that's his guy right now. I could see them being a little resentful of just how punk has come in and just being like, you're drawing the million dollar gate because of me. Everything is built off of my back. They're like, no, like you're not here. If we don't get through this all together without you, because you took WWE backstage job instead of coming back to wrestling. Yeah, no, that is a very good point. And yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if there is some sort of resentment. I'm glad you brought up Tony because, yeah, like he seems to be, like obviously Tony's a very big CM Punk guy. CM Punk's also a very big Tony Khan guy, it seems. Like he yeah. goes, you know, he makes sure that he puts him over, you know, as often as he can too in, in these pressers. So, um, yeah, man, this whole thing is fascinating because like if for some reason, like the thing that I worry about uh, is that this is just going to keep happening within within talent? Top talent just keep in fighting, and I, it could damage the infrastructure of the company itself. And I said it earlier, like, I can't help but think that if Cody was still in AEW, not that there wouldn't be you know any sort of backstage disagreements or whatever, but that it wouldn't be smoothed over a lot quicker, and they wouldn't come to light as much as they do. Like, for, I don't know why I have that in my head. Maybe I just you know think that highly of Cody Rhodes and his ability to just keep things running as smoothly as he could. But I can't help but think that if Cody was still there, a lot of this could be resolved a lot easier. It's very possible. I mean, Cody reportedly kind of clashed with Omega and the young bucks over the vision that they had. I mean, I, I don't know if that was, you know, if Cody would make things a little bit better, clearly they're having a lot of issues right now it's not only the the punk stuff it's you know to yeah. thunder rosa reportedly has heat we know about the sammy guevara and eddie kingston and said they held a talent meeting and chris jericho said hey keep this shit to yourself don't leak stuff and then you got cm punk in this press conference just putting everything out there if you're tony khan now and you're i mean you're sitting he looked very uncomfortable during this press conference yeah. last night yes sometimes he tried to rein it in other times he he it was just like, oh boy, like what am I supposed to do here? We know that he suspended Eddie Kingston for two weeks because he pie faced 
Sammy Guevara. That was that was the report. That was just basically a pie face over the the promo content that Guevara had that didn't even make air anyway. Kingston got suspended for two weeks because of that. CM Punk said a whole lot more in a very public form, and now reportedly getting in throwing punches at the Young Bucks. And again, this is all. Yeah. There's reports out there that he threw punches at the Young Bucks. How much of it's true? I don't know. Uh, Fightful Select right now, I believe Sean and Jimmy are le- legitimately like recklessly speculating on everything. Uh, <laughs> sign up to Fightful Select. We're at nine. We're at nine thousand subscribers on Fightful Select. Go over to Fightful Select and, and listen. Listen to them. Not right now. Keep keep it here with us. Uh, <laughs> but you know, if, if CM Punk is throwing punches at the Young Bucks after all of this stuff, he's saying like, if you're Tony Khan, what do you do? Yeah, like you can't suspend Eddie Kingston for two weeks for pieing Sammy Guevara and not not only the CM Punk stuff, there's no punishment for MJF, it seems. Like it seems like he just got to take a summer vacation, come back, and then be put right away in the title picture. Like if you're talent seeing this, like if you're a guy like Eddie Kingston, who is very over with the fans, works his ass off, and get suspended for that. And then you see CM Punk and MJF both, well, one, you know, pretty much threaten to walk out of the company, and the other one throw punches at two EVPs and put a lot of dirty laundry out for everybody to hear, and they don't get punished. Yeah, it's understandable why there's a lot of frustration backstage with talent, if that's the case. Because, you know, if if Punk and MJF can just kind of do what they want when they want without fearing any repercussion. That would piss me off if I was a guy like Eddie Kingston. So that it does put Tony Khan in a tough position because arguably, you know, Punk and MJF are your two biggest draws. So it's one of those things where it's treating everybody fairly but not equal, if that makes sense. We we know like star power goes a long way. And like I think Eddie Kingston, he's always been put in a prominent position. Um, like that, that's a hundred percent. That that's what happens. Um but he was still suspended. He was he was supposed to have the match with Sammy. Obviously didn't happen. Look, CM Punk is a star. He he's absolutely a star. But I don't think if you're he's throwing punches at people and you know saying all of this in a very public form, like he can't just you know the, the TEW joke. I, I even made a TEW joke on Twitter, like slap on the wrist, okay? Like that's it. Slap on the wrist. Um, I don't know if you can do that with, with CM Punk. I think you've got to take some type of action uh, against him. Like, I, I, what that is, I don't know. Do you suspend him? I don't know because it's they're building towards MJFC and Punk. It could happen as soon as Grand Slam. So, are you going to suspend him until Grand Slam? Keep him off of television. That's your world champion. Are you going to fine him a lot of money? I think you've got to do something with him to just show that hey, we we just can't have this happened like there's got to be some type of control that and and a precedent set i mean you set a precedent by suspending eddie kingston like you've got to kind of stick with that and show show a little bit of leadership here and and do something about it like what that is that's up to tony Khan to decide and i we will see what if anything happens when it comes when it comes to what tony Khan decides if you're tony Khan, what are you doing with, with CM Punk. Do you suspend him? Do you find him? You strip him of the title? I don't think he's going to get stripped of the title. I mean, I think at very minimum, you got to find him. And because he's the champion, it's hard to justify suspending him right now. Um, so 
I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know what Punk's making a year, but I mean, a hefty fine, I think that that would be reasonable right now, just given the position that Punk is in, holding the title, and what it would do, you know, keeping him off TV for a couple of weeks, that probably wouldn't be best for business, which is something that Tony Khan's got to think about, obviously, being, you know, the CEO of AEW. So I think a hefty fine would be at least palatable uh, for right now. I think at the very least, he'll probably get fined. It's going to be tough to suspend your world champion when you're trying to kick off yeah, exactly. this big feud. It's going to be tough. Um, you know, Fett is saying, what are you going to do with like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega? Look, I I don't know if they're leaking stuff. That is what Punk is is alleging, right? Sean, Sean reported that, you know, he was he was a person who reported the Cole Cabana stuff that Punk may have had something uh to to do with it or that was the the hearsay around it and sean said he didn't talk to kenny omega or the young bucks about this does that mean they didn't talk to other people no they could have very easily talked to other people and other people could have reported different things so if they're leaking stuff that's not good that's why they had the talent meeting to so this stuff didn't get leaked and if it's still getting leaked that's also an issue what you do with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, you probably need to find them in some regard as well, but they're not publicly saying stuff and publicly blasting people. And, you know, I don't know how the confrontation started. If the Young Bucks ran up on CM Punk after he's done with the presser and then they just started, here we go. We're all just, we're, we're all just throwing punches here and a melee starts. If that's the case, sure, fine and suspend the Young Bucks as well. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, he said, she said on the backstage stuff, sticking to, just what we know with what CM Punk. Oh my God! Did being the elite religious drop? Oh, I don't know if they oh, have it. No, but uh, no, I don't see it. Where's it at? Somebody, oh God! Do you see it? Am I, am I missing it? Because uh, I don't see it. Hold on. Let me see. Come on, Miguel. I'll, I'll try pulling it up, but I didn't see it. <laughs> Send the link. This is gonna be a juicy episode. Yeah, I usually it drops at twelve, so that's why it, it threw me off that it would it would drop now. I don't. I didn't think. They By were the way, going. I'm on. Uh, looking at the uh, the thumbnail for this, I just see the the picture that you use, and it's just Tony Khan just looking like. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, let me see. I don't. I don't see it, and other people are saying. I think Miguel may may have just uh, trolled us. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't see it either. So I don't. I'm pretty sure. Miguel, it hasn't if you got yet. the link, if you got the link, go for it. Yeah, if you just for some reason have early access to being the elite, then yeah, send, send us the early access. <laughs> so stop. Fed saying stop with the public stuff. It's wrong to voice someone lying on you, or it's not wrong to voice someone lying on you, especially after all of these meetings. I mean, if you're going to be professional, though, don't do what you did to Hangman Page, and yeah, like just. Don't do that. And if you're going to say, hey, like, let's talk about it, then Punk should maybe Punk tried to address it with them backstage. I don't know. Uh, you know, he said, my door is open. Come talk to me. And the Young Bucks seemed like they maybe tried to talk to him. Maybe they ran up in the wrong way. Maybe they approached in the wrong way. Not sure. I, we're talking about the public stuff because that is what is public. All right. CM yeah. Punk has every right to say these things in public. That's. That's fine. Like he can he can say all of this. I think it's great. Honestly, I'm I'm here for all this drama and everything. 
we're, we're doing big numbers thanks to all this drama though so, so it's fine by me it's popping ratings for us uh but that's what we're commenting on another thing that, that another thing that you know comes into play with this is that you know i feel like there's going to be side picking when it comes to this because we know that ftr oh, are are very close to cm punk um and other guys like you know, I think that they pointed out guys that Punk has been, you know, close to and helping, like whether it's Hobbs, whether it's, um, you know, Arn Anderson and Brock Anderson, like there's definitely going to be like, if, if this gets worse, there's going to be a, you know, a more divided locker room. And that's absolutely the last thing that you want if you're AEW. Oh, a hundred percent. People are going to pick sides on, on this stuff because, and you've kind of got the originals with the, the AEW and a lot of these yep. guys, I don't want to say they have jobs because of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, but they obviously handpick a lot of talent that yeah, yeah. started out with the company and they, they are very loyal to, just like the Bucks are, are loyal to Cole Cabana. And then you've got guys who Punk has probably helped. I mean, again, Hobbs is a big one. Hobbs has spoken on record about how much Punk helped them as match. Darby, I, I know, is a, a big guy. Darby was... Uh, kind of a Cody pick. Darby has always talked highly of Cody. Yeah. Um, and, and I know Punk has helped Darby. So you're going to have people who are going to side with Punk on this stuff. And then you're going to have people who side with the Young Bucks. Yeah, Punk did put over Adam Cole. He said he just wants him to get healthy. He's a nice guy. I think by all accounts, Adam Cole is a nice guy. I do think there are some people who we know kind of their allegiances, but are probably just... Yeah, gonna, like, I think... Hey, I. I yeah, no, I think like, you know, you'll have people like Britt, who's going to be, you know, more of a punk guy, if I had to guess. I think Adam Cole, because of that, would probably be a little bit more of a punk guy. I Actually, you know, oh, I don't know. Best, you no, they're best friends. With yeah, that's what I say. They're best friends. What am I oh, talking about? Yeah. That's incorrect. I don't know, man, because Britt, Britt and Punk seem to be, you know, he's put her over multiple, multiple times. Like, I feel like there would be like a little bit hint of allegiance for 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 punk from her, at least. Yeah, the, the stuff with obviously Cole, the Bucks, Kenny, like they're they're all tight. So he would lean, you know, to toward their allegiance. This is all just going to blow up and become the uh, the AEW version of Civil War from uh, the the Avengers. Jared, you listen to to terrible music. You know what the, the that's death incorrect. Wall, the the Death Wall, right? You've heard of this. You know what I'm talking about. The Death Wall. Um, yeah. Ex- explain this to me. Like where it's. You get a group of people on one side and a group of people on the other side, and they just like run at each other and like mosh and rage and stuff. This is a real thing. Oh, I yeah. About this. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, like a mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sort of, but like it's called a death wall. I was just like, this is a real thing that, that happens apparently. I think that's what it's called, the, the death wall. Maybe I, what do you want, Joel? Death. Pearl? It's wall called the of wall death. death. See, I was close. What is he doing? <laughs> It's a very popular I don't know. Joel Pearl just popped on. Um, so wall of that. That's that's all we need here. Apparently, is just like let's get the the CM Punk side and the Elite side, and then boom, circle pit. Everybody go that, around in circles, and then just collide. Yeah, I'm just saying AEW Civil War is a great name for a pay per view. <laughs> you know they're going to try name. and find a way to shoehorn that name in somehow. They're going to full. Oh, you war. dude. <laughs> Joel, what do you um, want? Oh, no, I, I wanted to hop in here because I, I everyone everyone's talking about this absurdity, and I think uh, 
I think I just want to thank CM Punk for completely taking away from my uh, my MJF takes from the end of All Out. So uh, that was a really nice uh, a nice gift from from Mr. Punk. But no, I want I want to get in the conversation because this is a this is a, a a turning point for them. It's a moment. It's definitely gotten a lot of people talking, and it's unfortunate that a pay per view that had a lot of strong points got completely overshadowed by what was an absolute shitstorm of a press conference. It's never been this bad, and the, one guy decided to come to make it to take twenty minutes and give you like the worst possible outcome when it comes to feelings towards your company. In my opinion, again, other people are going to feel otherwise, but. Uh, I, I wanted to get in on this on this chat with you guys, if you don't mind. Joel, if you're Tony Khan, what what do you what do you do to try to rectify this whole thing? There's a bit of tough love that has to come with this. You can't go into a talent meeting that you had a week ago and say, "I'm not going to get pushed around," and then immediately get pushed around the next week by your by your champion. T- TK did absolutely nothing but let Punk talk. He didn't try to stop him. He didn't try to guide the conversation elsewhere. He got trampled on the CEO or the the, the founder of your company. I do, in in fairness to Tony, I do think he like attempted to just sort of shut it down a little bit when he was like, you know, should have said no comment. And then Punk just, I don't think it would have mattered at he that case. Like steamrolled. He got I mean, steamrolled. Yes, he he tried. He tried a little bit. I don't think Punk was going to let him do too much though. And, but that's, you know, but that's that's the part of a larger issue is that he he allowed himself to get to this point that other talents are seeing Tony as like best pal Tony who pays me my salary. And again, like I, I know people are going to make fun of the fact that, you know, he hugs the guys that he works with and he's super pumped. But like there has to be a division at some point between the owner and the talent. And like, I'm not saying that it's a hard line and, you know, Tony shouldn't fraternize with anybody. Absolutely not. You want to have a good positive background and a good positive backstage rapport with everyone. But he's got to find where that line is. Uh, Otherwise, he's going to continually get trampled the way that he did last night. That can't happen. Do you find Punk? Do you suspend them? Do you find the elite? Do you suspend them? Like, what? What do you do? He said. TK said himself. Now it's a very hairy situation, right? Everyone involved is. Uh, you, you've got EVPs involved. You've got your champion who you pay way too much money. Not way too much, but you pay a lot of money to. Uh, and, and everyone's just airing dirty laundry in some way, shape, or form. Um, you can't suspend everyone because then you're just screwing your entire business model right they did it to eddie kingston because guess what eddie kingston is not main eventing dynamite next week he's not part of the bigger plans in the show right now uh you can find them and you can absolutely give them strikes but you they're not they're not going to be suspended or anything around along those lines i don't think i mean i'm not sure they are either and should they be probably i but i just because the precedent is set with Eddie Kingston. I understand there's different talent levels. Like I get that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're all sports fans of various sports and stuff like star player is going to get a little bit less of a suspension than somebody who just doesn't matter as, as much when, it, especially if the team is the one handing, handing it out. Like they're, they're not going to try to keep the star player off the field on this stuff. Um, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know because it did take away. So people are saying everyone talks about how bad the presser was. I guarantee you Tony wanted punk 
to say everything Punk said. I don't know about that. I I don't know that Tony was like, "Hey, Punk, say all this stuff about the Young Bucks." Yeah, I I don't. When you guys had started, when when I walked in on this conversation just before, um, I heard you kind of say to someone, "Oh, show us BTE," because someone I guess in the chat said that you know BTE was up or not. Uh, The fact that BTE is not up, that's that's a red flag to me. That's not a worky shooty thing. BTE is such a proud like cornerstone for that group of guys that not putting it up and not saying, Hey, it'll be up later. Cause they're usually very good at being accountable for the timing. No one said it's going up at a certain time that I've seen. Okay. So I think that is the bigger point about it not being up or the, them not mentioning that it's up later because I do think, and I could be wrong on this. I do think that on pay, like after pay-per-view days, they are like a day late on this mm-hmm. stuff. It's um, never that they're a day late. Normally, Cutler will be like, hey, instead of noon Eastern, it'll be up at like three or four. He Again, he's usually really good at being like, hey, had a late night. You guys know things are crazy on pay-per-view days, yada, yada. And again, they take, they're very proud of this product and they're very, they take accountability. This is the one time like Cutler is not on socials, hasn't done shit. The, the Bucks aren't doing anything that I've seen yet. Like there's, there's a lack of something going on here. And to me, again, that's a red flag. Where can I get like the time that or the days that this stuff was posted? Because I found the double or nothing being the elite. I just want to get like the actual day that it was posted instead of three months ago, which is what. Oh, you might have to pull analytics on that. No, I'm not doing all that. Oh, actually, you know what? I can I can do it because I have Tube Buddy. Uh, What are YouTube.com/slash being the elite? Yeah, do that for me. You guys keep talking, and I'll, I'll do what you need. Usually they they are good about like hey it might be late pay per view days all this stuff but otherwise it comes out at noon and obviously we're way past noon at this point and it's not there. Uh, All of this feels really selfish on on Punk's uh, part, and whether again whether you know the Bucks actually leaked anything whether whether or not any of that's true regardless to go out of your way after a pay-per-view after you won the company's title for the second time going into an angle that everybody's really excited about you go out of your way to make it about someone who largely you know hasn't affected the programming of that nobody had really been thinking about it it become like a talking point you know with the dirt sheets and everything but you know, it's not as if it was going to be playing out on screen or anything like that. To make that about him and then to attack the Bucks, to attack Hangman, when the night and everything that had just occurred had nothing to do with them, that just felt, it felt selfish. And apparently, uh, this is what, what Sean said, is like, I guess people in the media scrum were expecting the elite to be part of the media scrum, which would have made sense because new trios champions uh yeah they just won the trios title yeah he would probably want them to to be there and talk about the the trio title this is a this was a big deal everybody had been asking for the trio titles for a, a while now and tony had said i think as far back as like uh the revolution scrum of like yeah we're probably not going to do it until kenny omega returns and then of course kenny returns they do it they're the champions but the trios titles people have been asking for because they had done so many trios matches you would think you'd want the new champs there to like talk about it and talk about the process and everything and obviously they weren't there they brought in chris jericho to tell everybody 
thing, things were great and every everything's do everything's going well in the world of AEW with Chris Jericho. He's never had better bosses or anything like that. Oh, um, that audible was I wonder how this is affecting amazing. Jericho, by the way. Mm. Jericho doesn't care. He's raw raw for the company. He's got he's got his stake in this thing. Like he he is their locker room leader for all intents and purposes. He is their undertaker. I I mean no CM Punk's not get, gonna get cut. Uh, somebody says it's okay for Hangman no. and EVPs to allow their emotions to get the better of them with Cole Cabana, who has nothing to do with anything. I mean, have they let, like they're backing their friend? They they saved it yeah. with, with ROH. Um, or they you know they got him I guess with, with ROH. If the young bucks leaked this, if Kenny Omega, if they're the one going to the dirt sheets and taking shots, then do I agree with that? Absolutely not. But it, from what we know, it, at least from what Shauna said, it didn't come. He didn't get it from them. Did they talk to somebody else? Possibly. It, did Hangman do the right thing with, with making that line that I guess Punk clearly was not comfortable with in the lead up to Double or Nothing? No, that rubbed Punk the wrong way. Is, is there better ways to handle this for every single party involved? Yes. I don't think anybody handled this very well. But I think Punk handled it the no. worst last night with everything he said. That was, uh, again, yeah. everyone was like, oh, you're coming in hot. And and it, it, again, those 20 <laughs> minutes, everyone just sat there with their jaws on the floor. Like, what are we watching? And it was absolutely yeah. nuts. I'm just looking at all these posts. Uh, they're all going up at noon. Like, they're all making it lately because, remember, the Elite haven't really been in the main event of these pay-per-views lately. So they can get the footage offloaded during the show and then Cutler can like cut stuff together uh, while he's working. So things have been going up at noon at the pay-per-views. Uh, some people have asked and it's been addressed in the chat, but I'll, I'll address it again. No, Punk was not asked like an actual question. Nick Hausman of Wrestling Inc. was going to start something. And then Punk said, no, I'll start. Like how many people fancy themselves as a journalist? Nick raised his hand. He's like, oh, you're a journalist. He's like, well, who do you do improv with? And Nick said, Scott Colton. He's like, oh, are you friends with Scott Colton? And Nick said, I don't really see eye to eye with him. And Punk said, that makes two of us. And then he started going off about initially sort of wrestling journalism and just the yeah, reporting stuff that of who it comes from. And then just a lot of stuff when it came to, to Cole Cabana. So there was not... It was not a question asked at CM Punk. Nobody asked, like, hey, Punk, did you get try to get Cole Cabana fired? Did you get him sent to ROH? Did you tell Tony Khan not to renew his contract? There was no question like that to CM Punk. This was a thing where he started to address this on his own and continued to address this on his own. And it's not even, like, obviously, the, the stuff he's talking about with the, the Young Bucks and hangman page none of that is good the stuff with cabana judging up the lawsuit and his history with cabana like Talk that was a lot mother yes that was a lot to take in as well like that was a ton to take in um it was just past the young buck stuff okay actually i gotta bring this yeah, up all so, of it so again i mean david go ahead, Joel. sorry david who was like the real question did cm punk reblocks i've been asking this question for weeks if Punk reblocks Sean on Twitter, <laughs> yes, I I gotta find that out. Go ahead, sorry, Jarrett. 
No, I mean, it's, it, it's all just so strange. It's, this is all really strange, man. You know, you know um, everything I'm going to say has already been said and it, it, we could reiterate it all we want, but the fact that he would do it in that moment, seemingly for no good reason, other than the fact that maybe it's just been weighing, like he's been dealing with it for a little bit. Like the speculation that like he got Colt sent to ROH or that he didn't want his contract renewed. I mean, that came out, you know, weeks ago, then maybe, but even then in that moment, it still made no sense. It was still a selfish thing to do at the time of which he did. Um, and the fact that it's now we, we see it all unfold the way it's unfolding. It's um, yeah, Joel said it. This is a very, this is a turning point in a lot of ways, how they handle this, what happens going forward. Because like I said, or like Joel said, you know, this can't just be a situation where it's my best buddy, Tony, who pays my salary. If he doesn't get punished financially with a fine or anything like that, that the precedent that that sets for different talent going forward, you know, for getting fined or suspended, a lot of them will say, okay, well, look what you didn't do to punk. And you're going to try to punish me for something far less. That's, you know, that's bullshit. And this is going to create more unrest backstage. It, this is going to be very telling on how it gets handled. I can tell you, Tony Khan did not forget that WWE had two shows this weekend. <laughs> he went off too. I, did, I I have more money than Jim Crockett did. I'm not going to settle for this shit. I was like, what? what where did this come from? Uh, yeah, Tony. Like, Tony Jim Crockett's just catching you on strays. Yes. Jim, Jim Crockett's back. <laughs> He promoted Ric Flair's last match. Jim Crockett's back, man. He's got plenty of money. Um, when, when it comes to punk, and so let's, I, I, I do want to talk about like the television product at, at this point, because are you more interested in AEW because of all this stuff? Are you less interested in AEW because of all this stuff? I've seen people who are just like, yeah, this, like this backstage drama just isn't for me. I, like, I got no interest in this. And it's actually turning me off. And then I've seen people in our chat be like, you're going to watch Dynamite on Wednesday. If they announce like a segment, CM Punk speaks his mind, you're going to tune in to that. You, you're, it's going to pop a rating and everything. Like, are you more, what does this do as far as the television product and your interest, Jared? Um, I hate to be the guy who says, you know, a little bit of both, but to a degree, like, look, AEW largely got me back into wrestling. So like I have I lo I love AEW because WWE kind of turned me off. And you know when it got announced that okay so and so you know starting this company the Unbox Kenny Omega I was like all right you know let's see. So largely I have such a soft spot you could call it a bias toward AEW. Um so yeah, this stuff pisses me off because I don't want it to fail. <laughs> I don't bags to happen because I fucking love it. And um, but the other side of the coin is yeah, I'm gonna be more interested when I tune in to watch. You know what happens on Wednesday because I mean I don't know who who posted that comment, but yeah, if they post a segment like CM Punk face to face with the Young Bucks, I'll be like, oh shit, I, I I'm absolutely gonna watch that. So it's. It's a double-edged sword in a lot of ways. Because like I said, all this unrest 
like AEW is very much out of its honeymoon phase. Like it was the fun, cool new promotion for, you know, a year and a half, two years. And then now we're where we are where, okay, there's some talent that are pretty pissed off, kind of frustrated. And uh, your top champion, you know, going off in a presser about absolutely nothing that happened at your pay-per-view that just occurred. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff happening right now that is frustrating as like an AEW guy who is just likes, the company because it helped me get back into wrestling. So there's a lot that I don't like obviously about it, but again, like I'm going to tune into dynamite and I am more interested to see what happens. Like, I hope it gets resolved because I don't want to see, you know, somebody tweeted this earlier. I don't want to, you know, look at it in five years and be watching the rise and fall of AEW on Peacock. So let's hope that that doesn't happen. Cody's going to be on there and be like, let me tell you when all this started. <laughs> Joel, Jared are you going to narrate the damn thing? <laughs> Joel, that would be nice. If, if I get paid, if I get paid for it, if I get a check out of this, then maybe, maybe. <laughs> Joel, are you more interested or less interested in the, the television product because of all these stories that are coming out? So first of all, I, I gotta, I gotta say this one thing um, about the press conference. I felt really bad for aj awesome this this kid i i i a literal child had to sit in that uncomfortable room and like see and hear shit that i'm sure like to a certain degree like he gets it but also like at the end of the scrum tony was like do you have a question, little boy? And it felt like oh. Adrian was just like, um, uh, can you tell me uh, about the doggy? It was very awkward. And like, it just put him on the spot. Like, and then he's sure like, well, I'll tell you one thing. Cole Cabana had a dog and he go fuck himself. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like we all expected CM Punk to come running in and be like, let me tell you about a dog. Uh, instead, it was just a very awkward uh, thing for him. And I, I felt bad for the kid. I, I just, oh. I... I want I, I want everyone's experience to be a positive one because that's it's supposed to be entertainment and it's supposed to be entertaining. And so, Jeremy, to answer your question, uh, Rudy Tootie Worky Shooty doesn't do it for me when it's every single week and it's a different story every week with somebody different. If I hear like Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker don't get along and then Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa maybe don't get along, but who knows? But Tony may have inferred some things in her conference speaker. Maybe she didn't. Who knows? The elite weren't getting along with Cody. That's the, the way you want to interpret that divorce. Uh, CM Punk hates everybody. Everybody hates CM Punk. I don't care because at this point, it's there's only so much get your shit together talk I can deal with before I get my shit and I get out. And I want to like AEW, and I want to like the stories. And I've been t I've been hard on AEW lately, and I think some people have heard me, or maybe you haven't. Um, you've heard the things I've had to say, and I want them to do well. I want to enjoy the show. I can't enjoy a show that is rooted in, you know, are they or are they not? There's a there's again a delicate line that needs to be handled if you're going to go that route. And I don't think that they're doing a good job of handling that line. And I'm getting closer every day to being like, why should I care? As long as it doesn't bleed into television in a negative way, it doesn't really affect my enjoyment. I can separate the two. Like I can separate the backstage issues from what's happening on television. And a lot, like a lot of times stuff that's happening backstage can make for great television. You know, CM Punk did take shots at, at MJF. 
uh, you know, he said, Tony wants me to keep working with pricks. They're going to work together. I imagine they'll be professional, maybe, hopefully, and it'll probably lead to some good stuff. I really enjoyed their feud the, the first time around. I think when it's stuff like what CM Punk did to Hangman, just calling him out out of nowhere to pay off a, a three-month-old receipt, that's when I'm like, okay, you're doing this and nothing is coming of it. And now we know why you're doing it, and that affects my enjoyment of what's happening on television. If it leads somewhere, cool, great. If it's just backstage issues that stay backstage, but of course don't stay backstage because it hits dirt sheets and media and all of our timelines, I'm okay with that too. If it's backstage issues that come onto television and go nowhere and it's just guys venting on national television to get their shit off, that's when I'm like, yeah, this isn't for me. Like, what are what are we doing here? Just do the television product, what whatever that might look at. So that's that's where I'm at with it. I don't need I don't I don't need CM Punk calling out the Bucks and Omega. Well, unless Bucks and Omega are just gonna come out and let's just have a big fight on TV. Let's just have shoot fights. Bobby Fish would come out there and kick the shit out of all these guys. CM Punk ain't say this stuff to Bobby Fish. Literal kicks, by the way. If it's Bobby Fish, he's going to make sure that everyone knows that he knows how to do a kick. That's right. Uh, Greg, Greg says, what if we get uh, Colton Punk in some fashion? Is it all worth it then? Sure, but I don't have any... I don't think we're getting that. That That's a that's something that just doesn't seem like it's going to... It, it's going to happen at all. If it does, if they pay this off, then great but I just don't know if we're going to get it. It takes two to tango. And currently there is one guy stepping all over the other guy's toes. And quite honestly, punk is dancing with a ghost because there ain't no Colt Cabana on TV. There ain't no Colt Cabana anywhere other than an AW game stream. <laughs> I don't know. Punk By the way, like from... Cabana's winning. Cabana is, he, he's getting paid. He doesn't have to wrestle weekly. He, he, he just has to like sit back. Listen, mm-hmm. patience of a fucking saint. Because he could easily just go off, but instead he's like, eh, "It's a, it's done, it's over. Let's talk about the new video games." I, I don't know what Punk is trying to work himself into a Colt Cabana match. He's trying oh. to work himself into a like a, a hemorrhoid. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's strange. Yeah, Colt just sits on Twitch, gets paid. It's great. Look, yeah. Punk and Omega's big business. I don't think you need to do this. To, to make money off of Punk Hell and Kenny Omega. No. Hell no. <laughs> I mean, then again, one of them is a very, 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 very good wrestler. And the other one is a very, 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 very good talker. Right now. I'm talking like t- 2022. So I could see a reasoning for it, but I think it's being done about the entire wrong way. If that's the case. Yeah. Even then, though, like, this is like, if that's what they're trying to do, if this comes out, and I don't think it is, but if like for some reason that that is the reason or to try to get some more heat for Kenny and Punk, that's like you know advertising a bear fight for halftime at the Super Bowl. Like you, you don't need it. It's that, that's great. That's just, like I'm sure that'll make it, it more I interesting. But you don't, you don't, yeah. But you definitely don't need it. Like there is absolutely. 
I, again, I don't think that is where this is going. I don't think there is any sort of, you know, I don't think that this is work whatsoever. But if that, if it is, and that is why, that is the stupidest reason you could, one of the stupidest reasons you could pick because Kenny and Punk doesn't need any preamble whatsoever. Hello, Sean Rossap. Look who's back from behind the table. Oh. Hi. Hey. How are you? Sprightly. <laughs> Not seven uply. I just want to point out, we all look very well rested today. I'm very proud of us. Absolutely not. I've got like six hours of sleep. You kidding I was going to take this afternoon off. I really was. I'm I sure you did. On it. I slept great last night. Instead, <laughs> um, I'm getting subscriptions on Fightful Select uh, from such luminaries <laughs> as all shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. <laughs> yes. Farting on her pussy like a Sibian. <laughs> and uh, cock the cock. Jesus the cock. Christ. Cock, cock, cockety, cock, cock, the cock. I need this dick rock to pay my cock bill, Johnson. Wait a minute. That guy donates super chats on the AEW post show, so it's good. It's a good name. It's good. Amazing. Oh, that was fantastic. Well, he goes by Dick the Cock Johnson on that show. (laughs) Yes, that's right. I'm glad Um, you cleared that up for us. It's at that point. It's like that baseball player William Van Landingham. Just shorten your name. Just go by, just go by Bill Van. At that point, <laughs> you're, you're just doing it for the sake of having so many names. I got three names, but it's just twelve letters. Come on, Sean. What do you know? What do you want to share? With I don't us? know what shit. Kind of- I know that FightfulSelect.com is the best five bucks you can spend. True. I know that much for damn sure. <laughs> um, I know that Will Washington's about to have to show feet. I know Maggie's about to have to uh, quit smoking. I know Denise is about to have to release a, a Braun Breaker interview. So I want to know what sacrifices are you three going to make? Jeremy already Martin, makes no plenty mind. of sacrifices. I just want to say that. But I want to know what Thank else. You. What else? I'm doing a rap battle with Hannah. That's that's what I was willing <laughs> to do. All right. So that's that's being added. I'm, I'm adding yeah. this to the list. Destroyer. We'll, we'll do it live. Jeremy, in a, in share, rap battle. Uh, yeah. Jarrett? What do you got? Um, I th- I thought about buying uh, Camel Crushes today, but I thought the better of it and did not buy them. So I'm beating Maggie when it comes to stop smoking cigarettes, apparently. So that's good news for me. Joel, what do you got? What do you got? You by already way, know the, mine. By the way, I want to tell you the title of your interview with RJ City tomorrow is RJ City Talks in the General Direction of an Interviewer for 15 Minutes. <laughs> what else what else was i gonna headline it with he just kept going i couldn't get a word in edgewise despite my better efforts he spent i got i got two questions in and the rest of the time was just rj talking shit i i, I really that's after he had me wait 20 minutes for him to uh finish up and get changed and do all the other stuff he he, he made us wait for that anyway um what am i doing you know what i'm doing I'm, I'm gonna tell the story of how i weaseled my way into this job that i barely have that's gonna not, tell that's not You've been teasing that's that for a while, Joel. I'm actually looking forward to that. Come hey, there you go. See, one person one. is good. Yeah, you're the one. I'm real tired. Same. Well, here's a th- Can I take yeah. a nap? Thing. Like, I, I, I feel like I've also weaseled my way into Fightful somehow. So I, I, I relate to Joel. Physically meeting sense. these people. Well, I'm physically meeting Sean. I have not yet physically met Jeremy Lambert. Mm-hmm. How many times have we met now, Joel? Uh, three, four? Four? Really? Yeah. Uh, SummerSlam 19, 21, mm-hmm. Grand Slam, 
and when you were in Toronto this past uh, July. You were at Grand like Slam? Me. I was at Grand Slam. I don't remember that. <laughs> I was with Jim and Ika. You... <laughs> okay, yes, I do. Now you remember. Thank I you. do remember that. You're right. We, we saw each other for like five minutes. It was you, yeah. me, Kate, and Jim. You all were back there in District 12 or something. Vars or Ash. And Drew was there too, by the way. It was hilarious because like you go upstairs where, as MJF says, the pores were at. And the the concessions were just loaded through there. All you had to do was go down the stairs. That's it. It, And all of a sudden, it it opened up. But damn, that was... Where you were sitting at that show, it was like the pores couldn't get in if and i use that term loosely like they wouldn't i had to like take an elevator and like kind of just walk through like i belong but otherwise people were checking tickets at every single turn it was really weird i'm hoping they fix a lot of the uh the issues that the venue had at grand slam i know they were not prepared i last minute if i do i think newark's more on my on my plan me too, but at this point, I'm like, can I afford to go physically to an AEW pay-per-view? Like, would it make financial sense for the website if I actually go? At this point, it makes a whole lot more... At this point, it doesn't even make sense for me to do the podcast because somebody's just going to say some goofy shit at the scrum. <laughs> like, I, that's the thing. I was really <laughs> planning on going um, to Newark, and now I'm like, damn, I don't know if I'm going to. Because something's going to happen. I, I got an idea, Sean. I no. will take over the AEW post-show podcast again like I used to. And you can transcribe all these comments CM Punk Uh-oh. makes. No, no right? I'd rather not. You can do the transcription work. You've got such a knack for it, Jeremy. I wouldn't <laughs> want to do that. Again, I'm about finding out what is in each person's wheelhouse. And I don't want to compromise that. What, what we got going. It's like moving... I'm not going to move you to small forward when you've been a shooting guard, right? Wow, that's that's mean that I've been shooting guard when it's little literal point god is the nickname. I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't pass the ball enough to be the point god. You you just put up shots. You get up shots. That's getting I up shots. Score, that's all that's me all day getting up shots. Yes. I've never seen you say one time in the chat, dropping dimes, just dropping dimes, dropping dimes. Even though you do. You never brag about it. You, you pass off transcripts to people all the time. You you yeah. are dropping down. You just never brag about it. So I would assume that you call up Tops or Panini or Upper Deck and you're like, get that fucking PG off my card and put an SG on there. Just saying. You can still be a playmaker as a shooting guard. By the way, I'm taking Friday off to play NBA 2K all day. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, I probably need to find out who's going to fill in for you when you're off for a week, too. Carlos, are you available? Where are you at, Carlos? <laughs> There's I plenty of carrying mention- cross news for you, Carlos. Come on back. <laughs> he did. He came back to do that. I, I yeah. know. I, I put that shit out there, and all of a sudden it was going down. He should have done the actual match article on Friday, too. Should have. Mm, yeah. Returns to the ring. Yeah. Oh, well, well I, I'm going to go eat lunch at 4 p.m. Uh, nice to see you guys, Jeremy. Thank you for your work. Oh, hey, Sean. Here, hold on. I thought of uh, I thought of one more one more uh, contribution that I have. If uh, if you get Fightful Select to 10k subscribers, I'll bet the Steelers to cover the spread against the Bengals. <laughs> well, that would have to happen this week, and uh, I would want you to bet a substantial amount of money, and I'd want you to bet it to me. 
on top of that because the Bengals are gonna beat that ass <laughs> so bad, so bad. Bye. Cheers to that, buddy. Well, that happened, Joel. I'm gonna we're gonna end on this because uh, maybe I'm gonna take like a 30 second nap. Joel was watching yesterday, and you kind of predicted the NXT ring invasion with MJF. He made some some Twitter headlines and some Twitter enemies. Joel Pearl, would you like to address your enemies for your tweet uh, over shit out of that M- MJF? <laughs> your unhappiness over the okay. closing angle on this show. So for those who don't know, I host a show here, and, and none of you should know, because Sundays at noon is an asinine time to host a show, and that's when I pick Tim and I. We, we do a show where we talk about the week in wrestling, and we kind of just clown on everything because we're just, we take nothing seriously on that show. It's called Tim and Joel Cult in the Ring, uh, and that's every Sunday at noon on this channel. So we, we were talking about All Out and kind of running down the card, and I said, you know, I think the MJF thing isn't going to be that he comes back as the Joker. It's going to be more that Punk wins the title, and at the end of the night, Stokely and all the boys come down, NXT 2010 invasion style, and they rip up the ring, and they beat the shit out of Punk, and then MJF comes sauntering down the ring, and he's the last masked man. He's the guy who runs who runs Stokely's big operation because all those guys are disenfranchised, upset, and like think that they're worth so much more. And guess what? So does MJF. Anyway, we saw a variation on that and I was really into it for the first, like for the opening, you know, opening of the pay-per-view. And then the way that they ended the show to me was a big wind out of my sails because they just kind of stood there and like punk's there and he's celebrating. And then MJF comes out and what is MJF known for? He ain't known for his wrestling acumen. He is known for tearing you up on the microphone. And instead of coming out with a microphone and saying anything, he comes out, the crowd's just cheering, and they're cheering for MJF, by the way, who's supposed to be the devil, who's supposed to be the heel. And then he just flips them off, and that's the end of the show. No beatdown, no nothing, just the announcers being like, see us on Dynamite for an update. It's like, what update? The update is that, you know, MJF has a world title shot, and it's going to be against CM Punk. There's no reason, rhyme, or anything. They play a voicemail. Okay, sure. I just, I wanted some more. I wanted more heat. I wanted more drama. And then a bunch of people were like, cry about it. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking cry about it. I'm just giving my opinion about a subjective wrestling show. I didn't like how it ended. I thought it could have been better. I thought they could have put more heat on it. And instead, they just they ended a five-hour show with that. And it didn't hook me. It didn't make me want to watch on Wednesday. I wanted to see a little more. You know, I want to see a little more. What do you think of the ending? Jared? If it makes you feel better, Joel. Yeah, no. I, if it makes you feel, feel better, better, Joel. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the the pay-per-view as a whole left me disappointed. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I was just happy to see MJF, honestly. Like when they did, like, I was kind of the opposite of you, Joel, actually. Like when I saw the way that they, you know, had the casino ladder so- match end, I thought it was kind of stupid. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I will say I'm like th- two seconds behind you, so I I saw that a little late. But um, yeah, no, I know, I didn't really like the way that the the ladder match ended. I thought it was kind of dumb. Um, if they had beaten up everybody and then you know MJF came out and won it that way, I thought that would have been cooler to me. 
Like everybody kind of assumed it was MJF, but I was just happy to see him back, and uh, I'm excited to uh, to see where the story goes, which is what we should have been talking about after the pay per view. But by the way, instead of CM Punk being a dick, but here we are. And and that's the thing you you just said it, and I I had I had it on the tip of my tongue, and I just forgot. Oh, it was the the MJF reveal. I it felt like they had yeah. a different approach. And then everybody figured it out that it, like some is almost as if like TK and the gang were like, oh, the Internet figured it out. So we got to do this differently now. I'm sure that's not the mm-hmm. case, but that's just how it felt to me to have like him just take off the mask. And here I am. I am back again. It just again, it, it, it left mm-hmm. me flat. It felt flat to me. I didn't mind it. I actually thought it was like good because it kind of played off of both things there was a lot of speculation that hey he's going to be the joker and i didn't think he was going to be the joker at least as himself because that spot didn't make much sense to me hey mjf is the joker he comes in and wins but then they got him in as the joker in a kind of a roundabout way with stokely's group which i loved i thought that was great it was very obviously him when he came out sympathy for the devil i don't know how much he he paid for that but uh uh, i'm sure that cost tony a pretty penny i like that how they went about it what what joel Jericho playing off as if he didn't have a role in securing that song, by the way, in the scrums, masterful. He absolutely got involved with that conversation and because he knows people in Stone's camp and he's interviewed people in the Stone's camp. There's no effing way that he didn't get involved with getting sympathy for the devil. And he's playing it up as like, oh, it costs so much. I don't know how you did it, Tony. And I'm like, you shrew. Sorry, Chris is a worker, brother. He's a worker through and through. God damn. Bless him. That's why he's been around yeah. this long and top spot for this long. Uh, so I like that aspect. And then the other, speculation, <laughs> the other speculation was, oh, MJF comes out at the end of the show and he costs CM Punk or confronts CM Punk or he just appears at the end of the show. And like he still did that, but he didn't reveal himself as the Joker. I didn't expect him to to have a microphone or do anything else. Now, after he kind of aligned with Stokely's group, would it have been okay if like Stokely's group came out, beat the shit out of Punk, and then MJF comes down, reveals himself, does all that? Sure, I would have been okay with that as well. But I didn't I didn't mind this angle. I thought it was good. I I liked it. I'm looking forward to seeing the follow-up on Dynamite. Cause I thought they they paid off things. They 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 gave you your money on the pay-per-view. You got the big return of MJF, you all the matches what, what hit hit some of the booking you can question but it was a good pay-per-view i think the the sad aspect is we overlooked all of that because of the the cm punk stuff and you know, that's what we're talking about today and not we're not breaking down the mjf uh the mjf angle and what happened there and where it goes we're we're talking about what cm punk say uh, how big will the ratings and demos get with mjf returning man i I don't, I don't know. I've, I have a hard time thinking like anything pops ratings nowadays. It just sort of feels like they're at where they're at. And even though this angle was good, it feels like they're still just going to do like barely a million, do a decent, you know, win the, win the night in the 18 to 49. And that's, that's that. Like, I don't, I, I truthfully, I don't pay as much attention to this rating stuff as, people may think i do but i just they're just where they're at and what's gonna pop it even more i don't know if it's there if if anything is going 
to do it outside of like gradual growth. And I hope they continue to get gradual growth. I hope WWE continues their gradual growth. But is anything going to be like, ah, we're going to go from barely over a million to 1.3? I don't know. I do think MJF segment pops something. Like, I do think it pops a, pops a number. After that, what happens? I don't know. I'd open with that. I'd open with MJF because there's your, you got a massive lead in coming from Big Bang Theory, but uh, that's, that's, that should be your open. It should be Punk and, no, and Jesus MJF. Christ. It should be MJF comes out and then Punk comes out to do the thing and, and that should be it. Hannah says the, the money. Was I hope they do that. On. I think that that would be good. <laughs> it says the money was spent on the song and pulled from the shitty ass collectible chairs. <laughs> Oh, by the way, for anyone who's going to be like, how does Joel know that that uh, Jericho has someone? Uh, there's an interview he did weeks ago with someone who was like the tour manager for uh, for the Stones for a little while, for U2, and then for Metallica. You can find that interview. It's a Talk is Jericho interview. And she talks extensively about like the friendship. They like grew up in Winnipeg or like have a friend in Winnipeg. And anyway, there, there's a connection there and in other places. So just before anyone's like, how does he know? Why is he just talking reckless? I'm not. You don't know shit, Joel Pearl. I don't know That's... shit, crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Jarrett, thank you. Joel Pearl, I didn't really invite you. Uh, Jarrett, do you have anything to plug? Um, Not wrestling related, but football starting. So read all my shit, please. Um, it makes me more dollars when you do. So USA Today, Sports Illustrated, 33rd team. Read my stuff, watch my stuff on YouTube and uh Spot every podcast. It's all on Twitter. So follow me on Twitter at JBaileyNFL for all my stuff. Thank you. There you go. Joel, do you want to plug anything? Impact Wrestling is pretty cool. Uh, I talk about that on Thursdays on the main channel with Cresta Star. She's awesome. Uh, that's about it. They, they, and you know what, Joel? You do a great job at it. Thank you, Jared. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys, thanks for joining <laughs> us today. Appreciate everybody in the chat showing up. It was a uh, Something is a big topic coming out of last night. Something I wanted to talk about. We didn't have FMC this morning. I wanted to do a live stream. And hey, we're doing wrestling streams on this wrestling channel. That's a, it's a surprise. So FMC will be back tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. FMC will be back tomorrow. Myself and SP3 will not be talking wrestling. I don't know what we would talk about. We're talking challenge. We're talking basketball, things of that nature. Yeah, we, we had a new episode of Newsworthy went up this past week where we'll continue to do that. Um, we'll have other stuff happening this week. I don't know what happens on this channel. We can do whatever we want, whenever we want. And people hopefully enjoy it. Bye, everybody. Watch this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 